Before every episode this season, we are providing specific calls to action to encourage our listeners to fight against police brutality and systemic racism. This week, we want to highlight some online resources that make it easy to prioritize Black-owned businesses when shopping, specifically the apps Black Nation and Black and Mobile. Black Nation is a social directory that allows you to find and support Black-owned businesses around the world. Black and Mobile is the first Black-owned food delivery service in the country that exclusively delivers from Black-owned restaurants. Both of these apps make it easier than ever to use your money to directly support and uplift the livelihoods of Black people in your community. Money's powerful, and even though we don't often think of it this way, deciding where we spend our money is a political act. Prioritizing Black-owned small businesses over large, primarily white-owned corporations is a simple behavioral change that can have a huge impact for those small businesses, and in turn, the people who own and operate them. In the description of this episode, we've included links to download these apps, as well as other available resources and information for seeking out Black-owned businesses in your day-to-day. This includes Thoughtful, an online directory of Black-owned businesses on the national level, and Afro-Philly, a directory that can help you find businesses in Philadelphia. You know, this is probably for the best because my allergies have been wild. Oh, no. Every day I get more concerned. Oh, no. About my allergies. Just that they're getting worse or yeah, that I mean, they're going like, to make you more susceptible? Yeah. I might get a test next week if it still feels like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so some good some good B-roll audio. Truly, truly I do. <laughs> yeah. Not gross at all. It's fine. That's the cold open and then that'll just um be a great segue into the into the episode. No, I don't think the people want to know about my anxiety illness. Fair. Perhaps they do not. New band name I call it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> book hi i'm rachel and i'm lauren we make music in the band coping skills sometimes playing always fun always making um but we also podcast now yeah definitely a lot more making than playing at this point but yeah i think now it's like it's like podcast is the main bitch right and then like coping skills is the side bitch is that is that what we're feeling yeah, it's weird when your main bitch becomes your side bitch and then you have a new main I know, bitch. Right? Huh. <laughs> well, this, this is, is more talk, talk less, less rock. rock. All right, so approximately two episodes ago, Lauren, apropos of everything, started talking about Enya. And we posted a Enya playlist that Lauren had curated, but I was told not to listen to it. And I have been good, and I have not listened to it, because Lauren has a special My First Time for Everybody Today. Take it away, Lauren. 
I do, yes. Today I will be talking about Enya, um, the only person that I would ever want to be talking about at any given moment. Um, (laughs) I am curious if you, Rachel, have any concept of Enya, any like outside of like, you know, me just shitposting on Twitter. Like, had you ever like heard anything she's done? Have you like, do you know anything about her? Okay, so I am mostly certain that I have at least heard an Enya hit. I know that she is very mysterious, which is one of the things that draws you to her. Does she live in a castle? She does, yes. Yes. She, um, that is that is one of the places that she lives, is a castle in um, in Ireland. Yeah. It's funny because when you say one of the places she lives, it sounds like she is in many places at once. Um, She's everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, she, but more what I was thinking of is that she also has a house in the south of France. Right. Um, wow. I want <laughs> to be Enya. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I can vaguely picture her. But the thing is, like, my recall memory, could I tell you what the Enya hits are? No. So if you have heard an Enya song, it is probably one of three things. Great. It it is either Orinoco Flow, which is, like, the hit hit. Uh-huh. That's, like, the, the one that has the chorus that goes, like, sail away, sail yes, away, yes, sail I away. Yes, I absolutely heard that song. Um, or... You have heard um, Only Time, oh, which is yeah. a song, uh, you know, that's like, who can say where the road <laughs> That song, Only Time. Only, yeah. yeah. Well, um, what movie has that? I mean, I'm sure more than one, but I need um, to It was big know. around 9-11. <laughs> okay. What else? <laughs> um uh, I don't know. Maybe it was in a movie sometime. But, like, the big thing is that, like, that song got big because, like, after 9-11, people were, like, making, like, tribute videos and shit. And they would always put that song on it. And, like, that's kind of why it got big. It was in Titanic, I think. There's no way it was in Titanic. Just kidding. Well, there is a... Huh. Wait. Okay, but when I googled Only Time Enya, one of the early suggestions was Only Time Enya... Titanic. I feel uh, like maybe someone made like a fan vid. Probably. Of um, Titanic and put only time over it. Oh, Google says, what movies is, is, is the song only time in? Sweet, Sweet November. November. I but don't know the song is. appeared, more importantly than any of that, the song appeared twice on the TV show Viva La Bam. Where it first appeared in the montage of Bam Margera destroying Don Vito's car. <laughs> and again, during a retrospective for Bam's Hummer after it was thrown off a cliff by Vito. <laughs> uh, that's all I needed to know. That rules, actually. Okay, but what did actually happen is, is um, what I was reminded of, but... I did actually know this, is that she was offered to do a song for Titanic um, and turned it down. And who did it instead? Celine? Celine Dion. Celine Dion. (laughs) Yes. I I promise that was a piece of any trivia that I did know. I believe it. (laughs) Carry on. Um, 
Anyway, okay, the third option, if you've heard uh, an Enya song, is this song called May It Be, which was uh, written for uh, Lord of the Rings. Hmm. The first one? That means I've probably heard it because I have seen the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I have not. I don't know a lot about Lord of the Rings, but I know that that song Orlando Bloom is a hot for... elf. That's really... Okay, and that I Tyler is a hot elf. <laughs> so Okay, great. So that's all I need to know. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole plot of the Lord of the Rings. Great. Um, okay, so you do know a little bit about about the, the Enya vibe. Yeah, if I'm only like just three, from those three out songs. of three on the recall or on the remembering, not recall. Yeah. Um, Orinoco Flow is like her biggest hit, I think, and only time. Those two are like her biggest hits. But she is not really an artist conducive to making hits, um, which I think is why her success is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Is that like the fact that she has any hits at all is kind of a miracle. Like, she's been on Warner Music for, like, most of her career. And she has sold, like, like 80 million records or something like that over her career. She, you know, has, like, over $100 million. Like, she is incredibly wealthy. And she has done it all by almost purely on record sales, which hmm. is almost unheard of. <laughs> yeah. She has never gone on tour. Never? Sh- never. She has played the very occasional live show, mostly in like places like the Vatican and shit. <laughs> um, she has done a handful of like live TV appearances doing songs on, like, you know, like, primetime talk shows and things like that. Um, but, like, she has never gone on a tour tour. I can it, see why it, you like, look up to her. Literally, she's my idol. So, <laughs> she... <laughs> and she just, like, lives in this castle in Ireland. She is... And if you read, like, interviews with her, I think a lot of people like to say that she's kind of a recluse because of that. But I don't think that's intentional. I think the way she puts it, which I think is very interesting, is that she always wanted to be successful without being famous. And I Mm -hmm. think she is a person who has managed that. Yeah. Which is kind of incredible. And that, like, she is, like, wildly successful um, at what she does. And simultaneously, like, you can know nothing about her or, like, what she looks like or what she does in her day-to-day or, like, what her life is like or, like, I don't know anything about her. And that's kind of why I like her is that I don't want to know anything about her. Like, I don't want to know what her political opinions are. I don't want to know, like, I don't want to see her going off on Twitter. Like, I don't I don't want to know any, any of that. <laughs> right. I just want to, like, have this, this image of Enya in her Irish castle with her cats by herself she has never gotten married or had kids. And that's another thing that comes up in interviews a lot. And she's like, you know, I, it just never happened for me. And like, I never wanted to make it a priority. So like, what's wrong with that? And like, right. yeah, what is wrong with that? I don't know. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. She's incredible. And I aspire to be like her. I think that like Enya in general gets written off for a lot of different reasons. She has kind of been like 
a industry punchline for the last like 20 years, um, despite being incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of like she has very often gotten written off by like people, you know, quote unquote tastemakers in the industry, mostly men, because a her her music is not designed to produce hits, which is a lot of what these like industry execs want is a hit to the her sound is it has been described as new agey that's not a term that she likes to use or like ascribe to her music but it has been described as new agey and i think tying in with that a lot of her appeal is that she appeals to women and she makes music that it is very atmospheric and I think a lot of and 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 she is a woman, which I think people have written off a lot too. Um, and like her sound is very appealing to a kind of person that tastemakers in the industry have historically not wanted to make music for. It's a lot of like you know like adult like middle aged women who like you know do yoga and shit and like care about crystals and stuff like that. Right, and but they're like, not interesting <laughs> to sell to, despite being a good. Market to corner if you think about it, because who has purchasing power? Those women. Right. Right. And like writing her off is like, like, I think there's a difference between like writing her music off as something you don't like and writing her off as either untalented or like unworthy of her success or like something like that or like making music that is like objectively not good or like not worth putting time and money and effort into. And I think a lot of people conflate those two things. And, you know, because, like, she is a woman who has historically been, like, very in control of her image and her sound. And I think that um, a lot of the reasons that she gets written off is is pure misogyny and um, not people not being respectful of things that are not made for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And also, like, you know, she is often viewed as being, like, not accessible because, like, she, you know, her music is, it is kind of one note. She sings in, like, 10 languages. Like, she's doing, like, all this stuff. But I think a lot of people mistake features for bugs, which is that, like, that's what is appealing about her. It may just not be what is appealing to you anyway. Well, what are we listening (laughs) to today? So... She does a lot of different stuff. And I think what I want to do is play a song from a record called uh, A Day Without Rain. It's the first Enya record I ever got. It came out in 2000. Um, It's the record that only time is on. I'm going to tell another quick story because I think it's important. I got into Enya because I was like, I don't know, however old I was in like 2000, 2001. I heard only time on the radio. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever heard. I went to my mom and I was like, I need to get this record, but I don't know what the song is called. I don't know who sings it. I just heard it on the radio, and I think it's very cool, and I want to have it. So she drove me to the mall, and we went to the Sam Goody in the mall, and I had to sing the song to the dude who worked at the Sam Goody. I, like, sang only time to him because I had heard it so many times on the radio, and then he told me what record it was on, and then I bought it, and I listened to it on repeat for, like, years. I was like, how old was I? I was like maybe 13. No. How old was I in 2000? No, I was like eight. You were like eight or nine. I was like eight or nine. 
And I became like obsessed with this record. So I'm going to play a song from it. It's called Lazy Days. It is, I think, the closest that Enya gets to like writing like a pure, like innocuous, like bubblegum pop song. The lyrics are kind of nonsense. They're not nonsensical, but they are innocuous. And I think it's it, it exemplifies a thing that I think a lot of people who don't know a lot about Enya's music or what she's about are like, you know, they think of her as being very inaccessible. And I think this is a song that is accessible. Now with all of that pomp and circumstance to pave the way, <laughs> this is my first time listening to Lazy Days by Enya. I feel like I'm prancing through a field. Yeah, I think that's the idea. I can like picture all the wilderness creatures. <laughs> you know? It's like a pastoral painting. Yes, but there is a sense of urgency too. That is kind of why I wanted to pick this song too, is that it, it does have a little bit of a sense of urgency. Which is funny because it's called Lazy Days. I know. She's brilliant. Oh, I love a drop. I love a good drop. Mm-hmm. Is this just da 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 Wow. We too love a chorus of no words. I know. Ah, that's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love to see it. I can see why she was chosen to do a song for the Lord of the Rings, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially with this brooding bridge section. This is one of her lighter songs. She has a lot of darker ones that I think exemplify why she was good for that. Yeah, I mean, but this is the dark part of the song. Yeah, yeah. Ah, here we go, back up. Yeah. Picture me at eight years old just absolutely losing my shit to this. I can picture that. (laughs) I love... Because I I just loved this record. (laughs) I really am just, like, reveling in the image of you at eight years old in the Sam Goody singing only time to some, like, probably mid-early 20s kid guy who was just like... Yeah, it's fucking India. <laughs> it's over there. 
What I didn't tell you before is that I actually went in the first time and was too embarrassed and then left. And then my mom was like, do you want this record or not? And I was like, yeah, I do. So I had to go back into the same goodie and like sing to the guy. Aww. <laughs> that actually tracks even more in the story. I know. <laughs> That's the thing I love about that story is that I think it says a lot about me and how I have not changed. <laughs> You've changed a little bit. A little bit, but I'm still um, a big fan of Enya and scared to talk to people. Yes, yes. Well, the important things never change. (laughs) You know. Wow. I do feel at peace. Yeah. A little bit. That's the vibe. I mean, (laughs) as we know, it is hard for me to feel at peace, but. Sure. You know, just me and my this is fine mug are really, really, uh. (laughs) Leaning into the day now, thanks to that yeah. that hot Enya track. Wow, oh, I just realized I can finally listen to your playlist now. Things are good. Life is good. This is fun. You can. Um, it's a lot of it's. It's basically just a playlist of my favorite songs. There's not really any other theme, uh, so it's kind of all over the place. But you can jump around if something doesn't grab you in the first thirty seconds. Just skip to the next one. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for this. This, yeah. this in my life. This uh, moments of it took me back to when you showed me bridges and balloons. And, yeah. Um, similar vibe. Yeah. Similar, just like floating. Yeah. Vibe. Well, I think that Enya paved the way for people like Joanne Newsom. Yeah. To, like do weird shit and like be respected for it. Yeah. To be able to be successful without being famous. Yeah. Making like weird folk music. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I love when the dots connect. Mm-hmm. You'll have to see it. And this is where I put it. Sponsored ad. If I had one. Sorry. Lost the happy. But the happy's back. So I've left it down to a game time decision. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me. I wanted to like see what mood I was in. Knowing mm-hmm. that you were going to do Enya. But I uh, naturally did it a good old deep dive of my iTunes library yesterday mm-hmm. to prepare for this episode and came up with a an index card of of songs. Okay. And I... Gosh. How did the deep dive make you feel? Emotional. <laughs> Just so emotional. Yeah. God, what a... Uh, okay, you know what? This is... Mm, What do I want to feel? What do you want to feel right now? This isn't about me. What do you want to feel? (laughs) I mean, it is about me, but like, (laughs) what do you want to feel? I don't know. What are, what are my, can you give me like a general vibe? Like, what are my vibe options? Cause we could keep it, we could keep it in the same realm or we could go like totally kind of buck wild. Let's see. So I have a, a slow, kind of melancholic song with a backstory. I have a, like your your classic, like up pop um, with a sl- less intense backstory. Okay. I, have, I have stories for everything, so it doesn't, I guess okay. I shouldn't. We have a driving, kind of hopeful, but still a little tinged with sadness song. We have a, wow, I hate my, ex-girlfriend song we have a i want to go skateboarding to this kind of music song and we have a 
rap rock song. Oh God. Okay. It's really think- pop. It's not really rap rock. It's it is okay. Pop rap white. But it's I learned something very interesting about it. Okay, well I'm intrigued about that. I think also whatever the first one you said that you have a good story for. I don't know. I think I had to, you know, something something on par with um me uh being eight years old, singing only time to the uh, the dude at Sam Goody who could not give less of a shit. <laughs> oh, I could never have a story as on par as that, but... Okay. That's what you want? You want to you wanna yeah. bring it down? Yeah. Okay, let's bring it down. Okay, so for you, I have today. This is actually the first thing that I listened to in my deep dive yesterday. It's the first thing that's okay. on the list here. Um, as you know, as some of the audience probably knows, I have a long love of Andrew McMahon of Jack's Mannequin. And Mm. in, on October 8th, 2011, I, how did I even do this? Because I was in college, but I must have come home from Syracuse where I was originally enrolled in college um, because I drove down from my hometown in Northeastern Pennsylvania to Grantham, Pennsylvania, which is like near Harrisburg, I think to Messiah college, Mm -hmm. a very obviously Christian university because Andrew McMahon was performing a show there for um, the, people and things Jack's mannequin record and I still have the t-shirt that I got at that show I'm pretty sure I went with my friend Becky and I forget the first person who opened the show but the second person the direct support was an acoustic performance by Ace Enders of the band the early November he's had a few other solo-ish endeavors um there's I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business and uh, Ace Enders and a million different people, I think. But I had never, I was aware of the early November, I think, but not really of Ace Enders. And the moment he had like opened his mouth, I was like, just like weak in the knees, like <laughs> of this voice. Uh, you know, your, your, your good old indie rock voice. And there were a few songs he played that night, but there was one in particular that hadn't been released yet. And it was about, from what I recall, it's about missing your children and just like being away from your kids and not because of like the touring lifestyle, not being around when you want to be. Um, but for the wow you brought it up and I'm gonna bring it way down just like (laughs) just bringing it uh, just like crashing through the floor that's okay uh for the members of our listenership who don't know um my older sister passed away in June of 2011 and so this was like four months five months I'm not gonna do math right now after that and that is who I was thinking about when I heard this song. So now that we're good and prepped for 
all of the feels. Are you are you ready? I think I'm ready. This is my first time listening to If I'm Still Not Home by Ascenders. So soft. This is like similar to some songs that you've brought in the past, but I feel myself drawn to this more than some of the other songs, and I'm not sure what it is about it, but it's very nice. I have some theories. I'm guessing there's like a like a two to one chance that I might have had a couple <laughs> tears at this show because <laughs> my sister also like loved something corporate and Jack's mannequin. Uh, okay. Her Neopets screen name <laughs> was like numbers okay. something corporate more numbers, and I thought she was just being an angsty teen because <laughs> I didn't know anything about something corporate when I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> That's it. I love that. Yeah. I. It makes a lot of sense to me that you heard that and were like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, 
as far as like like yeah it is clearly in genre for me you know it makes sense and I think for you to come into it it's less like whiny like that, I was just I was just gonna say that because I think like that is a good word to describe like the thing about that kind of era of like a like pop punk but like acoustic pop punk like mm-hmm. that I don't vibe with yeah uh, but that did not feel like that no this song is able to walk the line of being upset about something and like expressing that without feeling like a woe is me complaint mm-hmm. and you know this is a different kind of um of thing to be upset about than is than is common fodder for a lot of the other songs uh, of mm-hmm. the era um it's a more rational uh, adult compassionate worry than it is like mm-hmm. um some of the other things you know like more of a childish kind of trivial not not maybe it's not, not trivial, petty but yeah 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 petty it's not petty yeah um or like there's no sense of entitlement that comes along with it it feels very genuine yeah um and his voice sounds great right and like i think yeah and i think like the he is doing the like dude with a guitar thing but like i want to say correctly which is not <laughs> like the right word but like in a way that i think is like what the platonic ideal maybe of like what that sort of genre um is or maybe should be to me anyway or or could be or could be yeah yeah that was great thank you for sharing that with me sure I was um, telling Andrew this morning that I was like, I love the the part of when I show you some pop punk shit and you're like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> well, yeah, like, th- I mean, that's the whole point. Like, it is, it is pop. Like, yeah. it is catchy and it's fun and like, you know, there's like, you know, a lot of like hot dudes doing it. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> But that felt like, like I, I felt that one a little bit deeper than I have felt some other songs. For sure. Um, that was great. Yeah, thank you. I do get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as long as you get it, we can move on. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> Prepare for trouble. Make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Rachel! Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Team more talk, less rock, blast off at the speed of life. (laughs) Surrender now or prepare to listen to this podcast. Luca, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Yeah, <laughs> Luca is our meowth. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, true. For those of you who somehow have missed the 
decades old worldwide sensation the hit television show video game franchise trading card phenomena of pokemon we're gonna do a team rocket themed tag yourself today can i um just bring something up really quick about um something that i had never noticed in that song before there is uh, a line where they go uh, to denounce the evils of truth and love. You never noticed that before? Well, like I knew what the words that they were saying were, but I never really thought about it. Like, that's kind of terrifying, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> villains. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very, a very sinister sentiment. I know that they have tricked you by saying to unite all people within our nation. But unity yeah. is not always formed on a good thing. No. I don't like that. No. No. Anyway. <laughs> well, good news for you is they are very bad at their jobs. So <laughs> <laughs> That is kind of the beauty of them, huh? Yeah. Is that they are um, really consistent about failure. Just real, just unbridled confidence and nothing to back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much like how we uh, dove into the <laughs> podcasting world. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the task at hand. Yes. An easy one, if among yeah. easy ones. Based on what we just did, I think I think the the you know, the meowth side of the bag, as it were. <laughs> um well played. <laughs> uh yeah. Um despite you know, we're not doing tag yourself on hair length here uh, because <laughs> no, Lauren would really be able to pull off the Jesse hair look. And I am more in, into the James territory. This mm -hmm. is a personality mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. So therefore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely James. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm Jesse. I think this also has a very like Cosmo and Wanda vibe where like Oh god, yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. They are kind of like an archetype. Yeah. This is a very um Does that mean Timmy's Meowth? Kind of. But it is the whole their whole vibe is kind of like a Or is Ash it Timmy? No, because Ash is like their their enemy, right? Yeah. Meowth is like the other I guess, yeah, Meowth is the Timmy, but that, that's not really as direct a correlation as like. Okay. I think we're getting a little meta with the tag yourself here, so. Yeah, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that deep. But I think that like that, that sort of, like you said, the archetype of that duo is kind of a common thing. Mm -hmm. And also too, how like how they don't, they just like Cosmo and Wanda, like, I don't know, even together, like oftentimes they're not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is a you plan. Could Jesse, you could also call Jesse and James two halves of a whole idiot. They're definitely two halves. They're like two thirds of a whole idiot. I think Meowth really plays into the the whole idiot factor. But he's definitely in charge. Hmm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Jesse makes the plan usually. Mm -hmm. Jesse's got the plan. And mm -hmm. James will be like, I don't know. That might not work. And Jesse's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I got it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and then it fails. And then Meowth is like, you're both dumb. <laughs> Sips tea. Um, <laughs> I just like like the image of 
James with the rose mm-hmm. is is just like for some reason really in my brain right now as a reason that it is you, but there is no basis in reality to back that. I don't up. think there's a picture of me that exists like that. No, there certainly there is not. We can make it happen. We, <laughs> yeah, we could take our a nice, a nice Jesse James. Well, we have, haven't we? Maybe not. We were going to do them as a Halloween costume one year, too. We were going to. Um, we did. St- there have been times where we have started coping skills sets by doing the Team Rocket theme. We have done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think this one's in the. In the bag. It's just canon. Like, we don't really have to explain this one. I think you should just, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you've known us, it just, it just makes sense. You know, you know. Some things are, you know, seeing isn't always believing. Hearing isn't always believing. (laughs) The real tag yourself is inside of you. If you, the listener, would like to send us a tag yourself suggestion that is not so intuitive as the Jesse and James, you can send us an email at moretalklessrock at gmail.com or you can tweet at us. I think it's MTLR podcast on Twitter at moretalklessrock on Instagram. Give us a challenge. Yeah, please challenge us. We love to be challenged. I love to be challenged. I love to challenge. I'm fine with it. (laughs) So, Rachel, what are you rocking on this week? Well, Lauren, an actual piece of music equipment. Wouldn't you believe it? Um, Wow. (laughs) Despite, you know, because we still make music. And um, recently I bought a Yamaha Reface CS synthesizer. I mm. have never owned a synth. I feel like as somebody who, you know, one of the the many of us, whomst among us was not at some point in our lives encouraged to take piano lessons by our parents. Um, I was. As, <laughs> as somebody from that generation, I feel like getting into synths would have made sense at a much younger age um, mm. for me, but it just never happened. And I think it's a little hard to... It can be more difficult to learn how they operate just in your digital audio workstation. But um, when I was on tour this January, February, um, my friend Malcolm, who plays in the band Whitney that I tour with, uh, brought one of these on the bus with him. And I was doing a um, the She Shreds like one riff a day at the time and trying not mm. to like give up on it and so he was letting me play it to take um or just to you know to do my riffs and I fell in love with it it it's really fun it's really intuitive you can like there's a looper on it there's an LFO on it it's polyphonic so you can play multiple keys at the same time which is really important to me um Mm -hmm. it has like a few different effects on it and you know, your classic attack, decay, sustain, release. And um, I thought about getting it at the beginning of quarantine and invested in monitors instead. But a month ago, maybe, I started thinking about it again. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of at the point, at the cyclical point of everything where I'm like, fuck it, who cares if I spend money? 
not me. I'll write it off on taxes, I guess. And uh, I just, I went for it and I bought it. And it has been really useful in um, fleshing out ideas and keeping me working on new music. And I am really grateful that I bought it. So rock on to the Yamaha Reface CS. What do you got this week? What are you rocking? I'm going to rock on two two things, but also uh, the same thing. Uh, generally, I want to rock on staying hydrated. <laughs> Hydrate or dehydrate, am I right? Yes, you are correct. Specifically, I would like to rock on my water bottle. Mm. Um, it is a Tequila brand water bottle. My brother got this for me for Christmas like two years ago, and it's the greatest gift anyone has ever given me. <laughs> wow, that's a big a big claim. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I just feel very strongly about this water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not telling you to take it back. I'm just saying that's a nice it's a nice endorsement. It's perfect. It's insulated, so it keeps things hot and cold. It is all black, so it matches everything that I wear, so <laughs> I can take it around with me. Um, it's got this little thing on the bottom, little rubber thing on the bottom that you can take off. So when you put it on, it acts as a coaster that's attached to the thing, which Whoa. is brilliant. It's got an easy to use spout at the top. It's got a small part that you drink out of, but then you can take the whole lid off to fill it up. It's got a little thing on the side that you can clip it to things and hold it by the handle. It, uh, it fits perfectly in the side pocket of my backpack. It's just a real, just, I just, I feel very strongly about it. And I think having a bottle like this, I like carry it around with me, even like around the house. Like if I go downstairs for something, I'll take it with me. If I come upstairs, I'll take it with me. Like it's by my bed while I'm sleeping. It's like on my desk while I'm working. It's like I put it in my bag whenever I leave the house. And I think it has like done a lot to like, I think the the concept of having a nice water bottle that works really well for you is like underrated. And I think would get a lot of more people to stay hydrated if everyone just found their water bottle that worked for them and they could take it with them and felt good about taking it with them wherever they went and they could just stay more hydrated. I I think that's beautiful. I regret to inform you that at a certain point of you describing how often your water bottle is with you, I started singing a Christmas song about Santa Claus where he knows where you when you are sleeping, he knows when you're awake. <laughs> he knows if you've like been a bad very or similar good. cadence of like <laughs> Yeah, that's like what it you you made your water bottle sound like Santa Claus it's with a little you bit. When you're sleeping. Yeah. It's there when you're awake. Yeah. It knows if you do work or not, so do work for goodness sake. Exactly. Um Exactly. Yeah. Um, your water bottle is coming to town. That's it. Yeah. Truly it is. So rock on um, this very specific Takiya brand water bottle um, and also water bottles in general and also just drinking water. Yeah. Just drink water. Stay hydrated, everybody. It's great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of More Talk, Less Rock. We, despite all odds, always find a way to make it happen. And it's just <laughs> the two of us making the show and making it happen. So thanks for listening to us as we make it happen. And if you would like us to continue to make it happen, you should let us know by uh, rate and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Um, 
You can send us a nice email to moretalklessrock at gmail.com and let us know how great we're doing. Um, But mostly rate and review so that other people know that you like our show and that we know that you like our show so that we can keep doing it. I'm Lauren. And I'm Rachel. And And we're we're just just happy happy to be be here. here. Thank you very much for um, putting up with me just going on ranting about this. Um, I did not take notes, which I probably should have. Um, (laughs) Where we're going, you don't need notes. Where we're going, you don't need notes. Um, Okay. Did you get it? Did you get the joke? (laughs) Did you get it? (laughs) Did you? I did. I did. Okay. (laughs) For anybody who didn't get it, it was Back to the Future. And now, More Talk Less Rock is proud to present Crying with Laughter Emoji by Anxiety Illness. Send a crying with laughter emoji. Said fair enough. I have trust issues. 